Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Um, you're going to hear an interesting show, a show about ethics, a show about dogs, a show about Portuguese-based food. Uh, and we, we take a photo that you'll see on Twitter of myself, Richie, and producer Nick. And I've just had a look at the photo. You know, sometimes shirts where you button them up can do something that makes you look like you might have a bit of a gut going on. <laughs> and my bottom, the bottom bit of my shirt is just horrendous in the photo. Come round. I've had to... Look, I've tightened it back up again. It's fine. I, I see what you... I, okay, I see what you, You've got a button that is positioning itself at your belt line. Yeah. Um, and I do see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? I see what you mean. I don't... It's not a problem. I but feel I, like it might be a but problem. But visually... Visually, it looks a problem. I, I, I feel like the bottom button on my shirt, we're wearing smart shirts, we're going on a team night out, the bottom button on my smart shirt looks like it's under some duress. See <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go and button it. I come back round. Is that better? Let's have a look. Did you buy it before lockdown? Shut up. That was uh, Adem uh, off of Adem's Gems, the failed uh, feature that no-one wanted. Yeah. Um, I think it does work undone because you've got a white T-shirt underneath. It looks like it's popped on, doesn't it? Do you know the guy, guy, producer guy I used to work with in Bristol? Um, a guy called Ian Dark, what a name. Yeah. He uh, used to just wear his shirts, white T-shirt underneath, a smart shirt, only have the top button done, the rest of it just flowing loose. Oh, I quite like it. It's like you, a cape. Yeah, it's a bit cape-like, so uh, maybe I'll cape it up tonight. <laughs> but yeah, look at that photo, state of me. We're going for a team night out tonight. We decided to go from Anando's, and then Bush reveals to all of us he's never been to one in his life. Never had Anando's in my entire life. And I've heard all the fuss about it, and I've never had one. I don't know what's happened. Why, why has that happened? But I've just never been anywhere near one. I can't believe it, so can many you? questions. I can't believe it. I literally just stood here with my head in my hands, which is not good for a broadcaster. It then muffles the voice. But I, I just like you, you've heard all about it, but you've never, like, you've never thought to yourself, "I've heard all about this. I want part of this. I'm going to go." It's just, uh, I just don't understand. Can I just say for the record as well, this this is not a Firth-based thing, so it's not me not going because I don't like people telling me to go. Just how well I think your position would have been. On <laughs> yeah, this. it would have been. This yeah. is just pure stupidity, or this has never happened. <laughs> but I, my timeline, haven't mentioned it on Twitter just a bit earlier on. My timeline is full of people telling me what to have. There you wouldn't get this anywhere else. It's unbelievable. The passion is unbelievable. There is the passion. I mean, you've got... I'll tell you what you've got to have. What are you going to... What would you have? What are you going to go this evening? What are you I having? know what I'm going to have already. I don't even need to look at a menu. I'm going to have uh, the four chicken thighs. Four uh, chicken thighs? Four chicken thighs. It's an option, yeah. Right. Uh, you can choose how, how hot to have your chicken. You can have no spice whatsoever. You can have your lemon and herb. You can have your mango and lime. That's what I'd go for. You can go for your medium. You can go for your really hot if you want. And then I'll have two sides. I'll have my chips and my garlic bread. Well, this is this guy, Ian says, wings all the way, tastiest scope of chicken by far, go for hot spice, so as not to appear a wimp in front of the rest of the team. <laughs> and, and Absolute Radio's very own Dan Noble has just tweeted saying, uh, he goes a bit like this, medium butterfly chicken burger, uh, take half of the butterfly out to have with your side of chips and coleslaw, garlic sauce, maybe a few drops of Vusa sauce if you're feeling adventurous. What is that? Vusa sauce? I've not even tried the Vusa sauce. He's opened the door for you. He really has. Some people are trying to trick me, Joe Thomas says lemon and herbs, swan and chips. It's not on the main menu, but if you ask for it, they legally have to serve it to you. Don't do this to me, Joey, mate. Come on. Well done, everyone that's trying to help. Uh, Jessica says chicken thighs. You can get four. I go for medium spice. Halloumi. Should have mentioned that. Halloumi's a great shout. That is good. Wait, just going to the spicing thing. Mm -hmm. Are you someone who normally has a hot curry and stuff? or Butter chicken. But, yeah. 
Should I go? Re- I, I feel like going in like proper hot. Do you know what I mean? Like go for it, absolutely to the top. <laughs> go what, for it. What about for, that? For spectators' uh, purposes, I'll absolutely back you on that. We will report back, of course, tomorrow. Uh, Michael says I've had an email today from Nando saying the Fino is back after a long time. Sides, Perry chips, coleslaw, and a wing roulette between you. Thank me later. What on earth is a Fino? Uh, Amanda says one of my twins goes for double carbs with mash and garlic bread. She spreads mash on the garlic bread. She's out of control. <laughs> okay. Do you hanging on. Uh, Stuart, tips for Bush. Yes, yeah, so my, my go-to meal would be a, a, a meal platter, which consists of one chicken, obviously medium spicy, don't want to go too spicy, don't want to go too too buttery like you, Richie. Um, right. And then portion of, portion of chips. Yeah. And the spicy rice, or the uh, cold store and spicy rice is a nice combo because you can mix them together with a bottomless drink. Do you know what I find fascinating about this? Because you, you've got like a, a set list in your head about yes. what you're having when you go into yes. Nando's. Are you like this with yes. every place you go for food, Stu? Or do you sometimes just turn up and have a look at the menu and think, I'll see where the menu leads me today? Well, generally, if you're going to a chicken place like Nando's, you're going to get chicken. Right, mate. Obviously, for other, other establishments. <laughs> Yeah, if I'll go for a steak, I'll go for a steak. I'm finding Stu quite a difficult customer so far. Do you know what? I found it as well when he had a go at me about my spices. So, uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to wrap this up, Stu. All right? (laughs) You brought this upon yourself. There's one mysterious meal or thing that keeps cropping up. It's the elephant in the room. No one's addressing it. Um, Michael mentioned it in the text you read out earlier on, Richie. And our very own Ross Buchanan uh, from Absolute Radio has just tweeted about it. He says, guys, I hope you enjoy so I can hear you and Richie do a weekly winged roulette Wednesday on the show. <laughs> Hashtag Nando's. What the hell's winged roulette? Uh, I think we've got someone up our sleeve who could help. Uh, the self-styled Nando's guru. We can ask him about the mythical black card that he says he once had. So to guide Bush uh, for his first visit to Nando's, the self-styled guru of Nando's of all time. The, the Nando's king, a bit like the Tiger King, it's Matthew Dyson from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. I'm a reformed character now. Hi, guys. I used to be... I had a great time at Nando's for a long time, but I don't go that often anymore, really. Why did you stop going? Well, I had a black card. Right? There was this myth that there were 100 people every year that get given a black card and they have free chicken. And members of N-Dubs would pretend that they had the black card <laughs> when they didn't have the black card. But because I knew the head of marketing, I had it every year for seven years. Oh, oh. And you can go in, just, just to clarify this mythical thing then, you could just yeah. go into any Nando's you want, flash the card and just have free chicken. Yes. So I would go two or three times a week every week for seven years. <laughs> so the reason that you haven't been recently is because of now having to pay for it? Yeah, because they took it off me. <laughs> yeah, OK, right, just to just clarify. It got cancelled, but by, by that point, I had my fill. I really had. My youngest daughter, my oldest daughter, Bess, she was like... Daddy, can we please just go to McDonald's? I mean, my other children, she's just so sick of Nando's. So the one thing that's been unbelievable is people's passion for the restaurant. Like Richie and uh, producer Adam have been sharing their kind of go-to things that they have when they're there. Mm. Like I said, I've never been yeah. before. Uh, what, what did you always have or what do you always have when you go to Nando's? What's your choice? I can't go like three, six months without having a fix of Perry Nays. The Perry Perry mayonnaise that you get in a little pot. I mean, that stuff is just amazing. I, I can't get enough of that stuff. And oh, I yeah. do need a fix every now and again. But I'm a simple kind of medium wrap, say, with either halloumi cheese or maybe cheese and pineapple in it sometimes. But Fruity. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, just quite basic, really, with just normal chips and some parinades. That's all I need. Well, you say you're basic, but you're going for a wrap. You're not going for sort of like a, a four thighs and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, when I went so often, I had to mix up and have a different thing every time. Okay. In, in, my, in my heyday, I had to mix it up. I mean, I even had the chicken livers once. They're absolutely rank. But, oh, um, I love liver, bacon, onions. one of my favourite things my mum well, cooks for me. So that, that could be like bang on in there. If they still do those spicy chicken livers, you might love it. Because, I mean, it's... I'm just not a big fan of liver. Who'd have thought uh, Bush would be going to his first ever Nando's and go right in with chicken, <laughs> chicken liver? What about that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite. I think that's quite fitting for you, Bush. A connoisseur of, of food as you are. Thank you very much. Well, there's one thing we wanted to clarify with you. We've had a lot of people suggest that we do a thing this evening called uh, was it wing roulette? Wing roulette. Yeah. What is chicken wing roulette? Wing roulette. I remember when it was first created. Uh, us black carders had a field day with it. Basically, you've got you've got a plate full of wings. Some are hot, some are medium, some are uh, lemon and herb, some are like got no spice on at all. And then you just don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get a super hot chicken wing or a mild chicken wing. It's such an exciting game. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. We've got to play that tonight. That sounds so good. Have a great time, guys. Uh, before we let you go, Matt, um, what can people expect on The Breakfast Show tomorrow with you guys? What are you up to? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about things you believed when you were children. Glenn Moore came into the studio yesterday, claiming that when he was a kid, he thought all film stars and celebrities lived in Leicester Square. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll be delving into that, and we'll be playing Five Words, Five Grand, of course, as well. So all the usual stuff. Brilliant. Back live tomorrow morning when you wake up. Matt Dyson, thanks so much. Bye-bye. I am a self-proclaimed dog lover. I, I had one. I miss them. I, I want another dog in my life. Uh-huh. Not just yet. But on the train on the way in today, so I was on the, on the tube, and uh, a lady got on, and she had with her two chihuahuas. Okay. Now, these were obviously very dear to her, so dear, they had to have their own seat. So they're sat on the seat next door to this lady. They're little tiny dogs, right, chihuahuas? Very tiny I don't really know dogs. very much about dogs. Um, and uh, they caught the imagination of some of the passengers around, including uh, two uh, American tourists who were sat opposite, and they started talking and engaging with this lady in the Chihuahua. Let's call them Rosa and Hank Schwartzberg and half. <laughs> we can do that. Uh, and uh, the conversation uh, uh, went, and they were asking, how did you get hold of these two Chihuahuas, or this kind of thing? And the lady said that the second Chihuahua that she got uh, was off an Irish gentleman in a pub. Right, that's an interesting way of getting a dog. <laughs> but she then went on to say, and this is this is the thing that piqued my imagination, as a dog lover and previous dog owner myself, she said, it took us a while to bond because the Irish gentleman was Irish and I don't think the Chihuahua understood what I was saying. Oh, wow. Which begs the question, and this is what I would want to ask of the dog community tonight, is it true then that dogs can't understand other accents? That is a really, that's a really good point. I mean, like, let's bring it down to base level, right? Yeah. My other half, Katie's from Northumberland. Yeah. And our Sky remote, the yeah. voice activated bit, can't understand what she's saying. So what chance has a dog got in terms of trying to understand people <laughs> if they've got quite a strong accent? I, she has to hand me the remote and I do, the, I do BBC One for her. <laughs> she hates it. But it's true. I mean, you know, if you, say get down off the, off the cushion. We won't do the accents here. Get down off the cushion's going to sound wildly different from Northern Ireland all the way through to like someone 
someone from Cornwall or something, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. So if you've got someone from Belfast saying, get get down off the cushion... Again, we won't do the accent. Let's <laughs> not, no. Uh, exactly that. So there's the question, right? If you are a, an owner... Maybe you might live in a house that has a dog, OK? You and your partner have wildly different accents. Does the dog struggle? I think dog hour is the high point of the show so Thank far. You. Uh, Paul in Cheadle Hume says, I used to have a corgi who was trained by my Polish granddad. The dog would sit and beg to both English and Polish commands. They are clever animals, though, aren't they? So they, maybe they do pick up a bit of, like, uh, you know, uh, textbook language, a little bit like you, you know, on Tricolor, French GCSE. There was a lady on the tube today who was trying to persuade fellow people in the carriage that her, her new dog, her chihuahua, took a while to bond because she'd got it off an Irish gentleman in the pub and it didn't understand her accent. Jade in Cheshire says, I've got two Romanian rescues, but they understand English perfectly well. Is she pulling our leg down? I'm not too, not too sure. Charlotte says, I'm a dog groomer. Once had a dog from a French family who I couldn't get to cooperate until I started talking with a French accent. I learned some simple commands in French. She must have been like the policeman in a lower low. And this one says, we adopted our rescue Frenchie from China and he understands us. I think it's selective hearing, though. Siri, on the other hand, doesn't understand a thing I say. Mick, uh, help us with this uh, dog accent debate. What can you tell us? Uh, well... A mate of mine got a, a, a Spanish villa and he inherited a, a dog with it. It was like a like a family pet and they'd moved away. Anyway, he, he phoned us up and he said, I'm absolutely sick of this dog. He won't do as he's told. So he got a dog trainer around and the Spanish guy came around and says, it's because he only understands Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to... What do they do? Start talking in Spanish or, or teach him English? <laughs> Just seeing a dog on some kind of like uh, Rosetta Stone tape. Linguaphone. Rachel, what can you tell us? Well, I have an English bulldog and they are notoriously stubborn. And whenever I was raising them as a pup with my partner, I must have sounded more, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Stern. So he only listens to me now. Oh, wow. So what kind of phrases then? Uh, do, does your partner do any phrases like that you say to try and imitate you to get the dog to listen to him? Oh, yeah. So I would say to him, if I was telling him to get get to bed or go to his box, that's the only thing that my partner has to say. He has to say, get in your bed. And uh, he wh- can say, down. <laughs> uh, where's your partner from? He's from Chelmsford, Essex. So in an ah. Essex accent, he is almost having to take you off just to get the dog to do something. Literally. Amazing. <laughs> and one more time in that fantastic accent, please end the call with get in your bed. <laughs> get in your bed? I think I would. I would do too. <laughs> Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning £500 as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win? On the line, we have the amazing Ian. Ian, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. How's your day been, Ian? Uh, not bad at all, really. OK, you've heard just, the competition... Just work. Just work, as it is for everyone. You've heard the competition this week. Quite a lot of uh, uh, home-time listeners trapped in different decades because they've not made it through uh, the time loop. How are you feeling? Are you confident? Uh, yes and no, really. 
because I have been listening and it, it is quite hard, really. Ian, you've got to give it a go. You don't know. You don't oh, know. You could know. be that person. Uh, we'll take you through the rules uh, for you and for everyone. Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s, and the present, present day. day. 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, however, and when the time's up, <laughs> the game ends. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Okay, so Ian, you know, uh, people have been doing a lot of 80s starting, but it's not gone that well for them. Any decade that you'd like to kick off with? Um, I'll just start at the beginning on the 60s. That's what happened yesterday, ended up in the 90s. Let's see. Ian, you've chosen to start in the 60s. Ian, let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 60s. Drive My Car, Norwegian Wood and In My Life are songs off which Beatles album? Uh, Rubber Soul. Yes. 70s. Which actor played The Fonz on Happy Days? Henry Winkler. Yes. Just Do It was an advertising slogan launched in 1988 by which brand? Nike. Yes. Into the 90s. In Utero was the last studio album released by which band? Nirvana. Yes. yes. Naughties, which nation won the 2002 FIFA World Cup? 2002. France. No. no. Uh, Germany, Brazil, Italy, Yeah, Spain. Brazil. Tens, the video to which song by South Korean musician Psy became an internet sensation in 2012? Oh, God, what's that called? It had a dance. Nam Nam song or something. Oh, unlucky. Oh, no. You are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Richie. A little bit like my mum. That was Gangnam Style was the answer. So close. So close. The furthest anyone has got in through the decades so far, but trapped in the tens. Trapped in the 2010s for the rest of your life. Is there any messages you'd like to, to pass on to family members in the present day? Um, yeah, it's all right, dear. Better than the 20s, anyway. It's all fine. OK, if you've watched that movie Interstellar, maybe go behind one of the cupboards and move some cutlery around or whatever. Let people know in the future that you're OK. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll try. Yeah, I'll give it a go, yeah. Good lad. Good lad. We're having dinner this evening. Yeah. It's our home time team night out. The only issue is I fear we're about to do something slightly unethical. <laughs> So, as you heard earlier on in the show, uh, we're going to Nando's tonight. And we've had a lot of chat earlier on. I've never been to Nando's before. Very excited about it. Uh, and th- this show has been about a learning... You've got like, guys have been type of letting me in on this whole Nando's thing. One thing I didn't realise with Nando's, can't book a table. No, you can't book a table. So, obviously, we're starving. By the time we get to 7 o'clock, going to be starving. So, this is what we're going to do. We are... And, again, this, is, this is, might be unethical. We are sending our producer, Nick to go and wait in the Nando's queue for us ahead of the show finishing so he can bag us the table so we can head straight over there at seven. I just I just think you're worrying a little bit too much about this. Because you've not gone before, because you didn't realise that you can't book your... your wa- this is what people do. Is it, though? Yes! Would you, wouldn't you be annoyed, though, if you were like... It was like you and your family and then they've got this one student-looking fella stood in front of you. Suddenly, <laughs> he's ushered in and then three other guys appear out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned. I, I I would quite happily send Nick down there and then I would happily 
bolster the numbers by maybe being there a few minutes before. If you spare me for the end of the show. Like, like a tag team like thing. Like a tag team thing. Make it look more legit. It's like uh, moving to the West, like the frontier <laughs> during the 1800s. Nick will send for you and you go over there. But, you know, so it's interesting. This is, this is kind of what we've got going on this evening. It does raise the whole issue of, I mean, first of all, we'll, we'll speak to Nick in a minute just to uh, dot the I's and cross the T's, make sure he's okay with doing this. Yeah. We'll get him on. Uh, but secondly, uh, it raises this issue of people queue squatting or endurance queuing, whether they've queued overnight for tickets or sat outside a clothes or bookshop to be the first one to get something. I would happily uh, get up early and make sure I was the first person in the queue for the tip in the car. Yes. You know, you don't want to go down there and chance that everyone's had the same idea and then not get in and all that kind of thing. I, I would queue squat with that. So come on then, final hour, seeing as we are sending uh, our producer Nick over to Nando's for us a little bit later on, what have you endurance queued for over a long period of time. Can be anything. 8, 12, 15 to text the show. It's Anando's debut for Bush tonight. Uh, he didn't even realise that you can't book a table uh, and he's getting a little bit concerned about the fact that we're going to send our producer down to uh, Q-Squat just about 15 minutes before the end of the show just so we can actually get in. Quick question, why can't you book a table in Nando's? Why because is that? it's so popular, so busy. It's like a, it's a different world, this, isn't it? It's a different world. We're worried, though. Uh, thank you, your texts are coming in uh, thick and fast about stuff that you've endurance queued for. If you've queued for something for a long amount of time, tell us about it. Uh, we've got producer Nick in because we feel like this might be slightly unethical sending Nick down ahead of time to go and jump into the queue for us. Nick's here. Nick, how are you feeling about doing this for us? I'm, I'm happy to help. You've had me do worse things. Uh, That's a good point. It's just not made it on air before, so. Are you happy to help because you know that this is, this is standard practice, isn't it? There's a Nando's in it for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm presuming. Uh, we've just tweeted a photo at Absolute Radio. Well, you are presuming quite a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. um, we have had to sign five or six different bits of paperwork to give Nick a uh, temporary big coat protocol clearance yeah, for his jacket here. It is concerning. It is. It is very concerning. I'm just going to... It's, I mean, it looks... It, it's actually quite light. Is it quite light? Okay, yeah. fair enough. So that very, is very within the guidelines and yeah. everything as well. So what is your vibe going to be? Do you need, like, a cover story? What if a family behind you... What if the Hank and Rosa Schwartzberg, who yeah. Richie saw earlier on on the tube, the American couple, they're behind you queuing and they ask you, uh, hey, you just you on your own or what, who are you waiting for? <laughs> I, I'm w- waiting for some VIPs. That's exactly oh, he's yeah. so good. He's so good. Uh, Tracy says, my husband Chris and his best mate Chris, double Chris, queued with sleeping bags, chairs, etc. outside a record shop in St Albans from midnight until 8am on record store day to get two specific recordings of vinyl wow. albums that they wanted. Wow. Amazing. Buzz in Chippenham every November. Queue for the new Call of Duty game, Rain or Shine, before digital downloads came along. Do you obviously. know what? I've, <laughs> I've done a few of them with work where you kind of like, gee, the crowd up and stuff like that. I love people who step over. Overnight. And then they've got the the thing of getting home at like one o'clock in the morning and trying yeah. to stay awake to play it. Uh, Matt, turbo queuing, what have you done? I queued to see the Queen Mother lying in state for about eight hours all round Westminster. Wow. wow. So, uh, and you say to see her lying in state, is that you just get to walk past the open casket? Yeah, about it's about 30 seconds worth of just walking past and seeing her lying in state. Wow, so... Uh, the eight hours did that turn out to be like during the day, or was that an eight? Was that an overnight queuing, or what was the deal, no, Matt? It was, well, no, the overnight one was for Princess Di's funeral, so I have a history of this. But um, but uh, no, I did. Uh, it was during the daytime, pretty cold, uh, and with some of my family. Wow! Well, so, yeah. Can we ask the reason why you did that? Like, what was what drew you to go and do that? 
I'm a big royalist, so I was in the Guards for nine years. And, um, yeah, I'm a big royalist, so it was pretty cool. He's that guy in the Union Jack suit, isn't he? I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. That's fascinating. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks, very So the reason we've been talking about uh, turbo queuing or endurance queuing in the final hour of the show is that we're doing something we feel might be a little bit unethical on our hometown team night out this evening, is that we're going to Nando's, but because you can't apparently book a table there, I've never been there before, uh, we've sent our producer Nick over there to uh, go and bagsy us a seat and get in the queue, if that's all right. Uh, he has been activated uh, and is uh, on the phone right now. Let's uh, chat to Nick. Uh, Nick, describe... The, I, I feel like we're... It's, some kind of breaking news. Nick, describe the scene as you see it right now. Okay, so I'm currently in the holding area in uh, Nando's in Soho. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably about Don't four name or which five one. Just get Nando's, people coming sorry. down. <laughs> An unspecified Nando's. Thank you. And there's about four or five parties ahead of me in the queue. I've been told it's going to be a 10 minute wait for a four party table. So, um, it's perfect timing for you guys, absolutely. Damn right, tell us the, the party's going to be on our table, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and do you feel bad? There's no, there's not an elderly American couple there, are they, waiting behind you to get their table? No, oh, sorry, we're just getting pushed up the queue. Oh, wow, this, is great news. Great. this is really going off, isn't it? <laughs> Nick. Smell the chicken. <laughs> Nick, Nick, look, we've got one more song to play, some messages from our sponsors, and then we'll, we will be over with you. You are doing a fantastic job, young man. I'm happy to serve the home time team. I'm going to get that put into Latin <laughs> and put on a blazer for him. It's interesting, you talked earlier at the beginning of the podcast uh, about um, the optical illusion sometimes that uh, clothes can give. Thank you for terming it as such. <laughs> oh, it's something that I've struggled with for many, many years. But I've often, I've often been very thankful that I support a football team that doesn't have stripes in its kit. So there's hoops and stripes, isn't there? One's, yeah. one's bad and one's good. Hoops are bad. A hoops bad. Hoops are bad. I'm just so glad uh, that I don't support Celtic Reading or QPR. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's great.